the fourth branch program, The Place for Common Sense. Today is Thursday, November 7, 2019. I am MD. You may already receive or will receive shortly an invite. And in the invite, there is a question. Um, I think the question is framed, I'm not certain, but the gist is that, is Donald Trump worth it? Of course, the question itself would suggest a number of assumptions, but most people would be inclined to think what I'm thinking. <laughs> um, is Donald Trump worth it? You may recall a few months ago uh, Speaker Nancy Pelosi said Donald Trump is not worth being impeached. Maybe you do, maybe you don't, but regardless, she did say that. And that was in response to a lot of pressure she had from Democrats who wanted to obviously impeach Donald Trump. And Nancy Pelosi being very astute politician kept pushing back against the idea of impeaching Donald Trump. She kept moving the goalposts in case you were paying attention. At first, her strategy was let's wait for the Mueller report. But anybody who knows Nancy Pelosi would tell you that she walked into the speakership with this ironclad decision that she's not going to go through the impeachment process. And because of that, she being the type of politician she is, she, just like you see Donald Trump always buying time, by not cooperating with Congress. All he can do is really buy time because it is well defined in our constitution that the executive branch ought to respond to the legislative body when they ask for the document. Because the legislative body, which is Congress, has oversight on the executive branch the presidency. So by stonewalling and forcing uh, the House to go through the judicial process, going to judges and ask for deliberation, Donald Trump buys time because he's using the same strategy he's always used in his life, which is go through the justice system 
and that particular process, that particular approach, always buys him time. And again, as president, he has learned to do exactly the same thing. So, Nancy Pelosi did not want to begin impeachment process. When the Mueller report was released, at first, they were going through the report to find out what they can use. That's what Nancy Pelosi was providing as reason why they're not jumping into an impeachment. Because her ways of handling this matter is to buy enough time so that at some point, everybody would acknowledge it's too late to start an impeachment process. That was her strategy, that was her plan. Nancy Pelosi never wanted to impeach Donald Trump. But it so happened, something happened. Donald Trump did something that was unacceptable by any stretch of imagination. And that's what forced Nancy Pelosi, who did not want impeachment, to at the very least begin the process. So if you heard any of your Republican uh, elected official legislator telling you that Nancy Pelosi wanted to impeach Donald Trump, they lying. Not somewhat, not maybe they are just lying. In fact, that should not be of any uh, uh, surprise to you. That's what your Republican legislators and elected officials have been doing for quite some time. And we mentioned it here before. We uh, dissected it. We provided example without just saying things for the sake of saying things in this venue. So we are, we are where we are. And this is where we're going to take a look at what we set out to do here in this venue is to, especially with the impeachment inquiry going public shortly, to provide untainted information about terminologies, about the process, about what's going on, about what you're hearing from your side, whatever your side happened to be. And this way, when you make a decision, if you make the wrong decision, it's because you choose to make the wrong decision, not because you do not know any better. And that's what this venue, this forum, that's what we set out to do. And we're hoping today again, we will discuss a few matters which will provide you even more information so that you can see clearly what is what in just a moment.
make Eisenhower said that the supreme quality for leadership is unquestionably integrity. The supreme quality of leadership is unquestionably integrity. In uh, 1974, Richard Nixon was forced out of the presidency, he resigned, because of something that if you take it in perspective, was of course a breach of trust because he tried to infiltrate the office well, not him personally, but he paid to break into the Democrat, the opposing party, to find out what they were doing in terms of strategy and so on. Now, if you think about it, because it's something that's beneath a president to get involved in those kind of what you would consider today as petty theft. But if you are to pin that, compare that to, to what we have today, you would consider that as something that people should have ignored. And yet, at that time, there were individuals, and we're talking about legislators, because the public never really plays that much of a big role in president being impeached, although that's not something that happened often, but nevertheless, it's always the legislators, the legislative branch, Congress and the Senate, who holds that position to decide at some point that a president that misbehaving ought not to represent the nation. 
that was a time when people had really what you call value, moral values. And the individual that you place in at the highest position, who, who has the highest job, the most important job in the nation, that individual should be held to high standard, to a much, much higher standard than everybody else. Granted, the person is human, person is going to make mistake, no doubt about it. That's the reason we, the taxpayers, pay hundreds of advisors to advise the President of the United States so that he end up making less mistake, he end up behaving less badly because we want that individual to be a role model for our nation, a role model for, for the world. At least that's the way it was. So legislators although even under in the Nixon administration you had for quite some time Republican rally behind the president to defend him and that's something I always have a problem with. And the reason is because The legislative body is not is not in existence to protect the executive body, the executive branch. The legislative body is to hold the executive branch accountable. That's spelled out in the Constitution. So every time you hear that there is something that the legislative body is trying to hold the president accountable for and you have members of the legislative body rallying behind the president now while that may give you comfort if you belong to the party whatever that party happened to be while that may give you comfort but for the constitution it is sad Imagine that the person you hire to protect your interests, whatever that happened to be, is the same person that contributing to undermine, to destroy what you have. Imagine that for a moment. Why are Republicans not smart? Now, that question is not asked of the legislators. Because they know what they're doing. But what remains a mystery to me, what's impossible for me to grapple with, is to try to understand how in the world millions of people can be easily manipulated 
can be easily deceived, can be lied to on a regular basis and still continue to support and believe the individual or individuals who deceive them. That's, that's mind-boggling to me. Our society makes progress because of smart people. I never read anywhere, I never come across anything in our society that says this was the work of a stupid individual. This was the work of a dumb individual. Sometimes it's difficult for me to reconcile whether it's ignorance, it's naiveness, or it's just lack of patriotism. Because someone who is patriot would know that your priority should be to the country, not to a political party, not to a, a person and I say naiveness ignorance because sometimes it's difficult to grasp whether someone make a mistake because well you know we human it's just a mistake or the person make a mistake but it's not really a mistake it's just the way that that person can behave because the person doesn't know any better Sometime I come to do this program, I'm really exhausted because it's difficult to even look into the future and see that I'm helping people really see through the prism of common sense. Because if you ask anyone, if you go and ask anyone, they tell you, of course I have common sense. And if you were to say to someone you're not smart, the person would find it insulting. And if the individual is more or less a confrontational type of individual, you may even get into altercation, even physical altercation, physical fight. Because the person would take that, you know, as an insult. What do you know about me to tell me that I'm not smart? I have... The more I converse with my fellow Republican, the sadder I become because it's almost, I asked the question before here in this venue, not because I'm trying to be funny, but I really would like to understand the answer, to get the answer to the question. How do you save a drowning man who, while drowning, 
believe he is the greatest swimmer in the world. How do you save that individual? Now, you talk to any individual, especially in the Republican circle, you get an earful of deep state people after Trump, people this, people that. I mean, the, the list of the rationale that you get is something that even impossible to 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 explain now for those of you who are patriot people who are genuinely concerned about the affairs of the country who put patriotism first let me try to see if we can take a look at what is currently going on in the country, more specifically in regards to the impeachment inquiry going on, and try to look at that through the prism of common sense, not the prism of the politi of your political party, because as it's said today, it's difficult to make sense of the type of rationale that I've heard from my fellow Republicans. And sometimes I feel as if they don't care what happened to the country. And every time that I come to this mindset, maybe just like Nancy Pelosi said, in regards to Donald Trump, is not worth being impeached. I said, well, maybe they're not worth being helped, meaning Republicans, because they feel like they know what they're doing, they know what they're talking about. Uh, they like the drowning men who believe they are professional swimmers. But every time that I think this way, I remember the boat that we all in the United States of America, that boat will sink with everyone, not just those who don't want to acknowledge, admit, or even become aware that they are destroying that boat. So every time that I think that way, that's what sometimes reluctantly get me back to doing this because I suspect the future generation will appreciate even the smallest contribution to that effect. Why are Republicans not smart? That's a question I keep asking, not just for the sake of asking. In fact, if you watch this program before, you're well aware of the fact that we do not 
make statement without providing some sort of of example and proof of our statement today however we're going to talk about trying to uh, dissect the impeachment inquiry process and uh, kind of uh, have a more a better understanding of the terminology used both from the Democrat side and from the Republican side and try to make sense of it all. Because the future of the country depends on it. For the past two plus years, the country wakes up every day to confusion, to chaos, triggered, caused, generated by the very individual whose primary job is to prevent it in the first place. Hi, my name is Mike Duchenne, host of the Fourth Range Program, the place for common sense. And you all say that, that the liberty of a democracy is not safe. It's, it's the, the people tolerating the role of private power to a point, point where it becomes stronger than the democratic state itself. Ownership of government by an individual, by a group, or any controlling private power is fascism. And we are also willing us to beware of that small group of selfish men who would clip the wings of the American eagle in order to feather their own nest and to never underestimate a man who overestimated himself. We did also receive learning from other very famous politicians. George Washington, the first president of the United States, warned us to guard against the imposture of pretended patriotism. With this publication, we will tackle the discussion on how the guardrails of our democracy are being removed, the rule of law trampled, the constitution shredded right under our eyes. Is it politics? Join me every day for our regular program air at 10.20 a.m. on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Pelosi never wanted to begin the impeachment process because as she always pointed out it's a very divisive process it's not supposed to be so but it is If you were to be more concerned about this, the, the affairs of the country than a political party, well, 
anyone who is, the first question that anyone would ask, if you are smart, that is, can the president just be impeached for doing nothing wrong? Now, granted, in general, any individual can be accused of something and not be guilty of that something. But by now, if you know much about the way the country works, you would know that no one wakes up one day, any day, and decides for no reason to impeach a president. That should be your starting point if you want to really start being more logical in terms of what is going on. Even if you, no matter how much you would hate Democrats, that's the first thing that would come to your mind. No one just wake up and say, let's impeach a president. In fact, this impeachment process makes it the third president in the history of the country that's going to be impeached. That's to show you how infrequent this process is. So if it happens, it's not that president in, president out, there is no reason to impeach because there are individuals who sit in the Oval Office. Again, that person is a human being. That person is going to do things that more or less not okay, but you're not going to see member in the legislative body for anything just going to say, let's impeach. You're not going to see that. But it is their job to exercise oversight on the executive branch. Before Donald Trump, the executive branch always collaborate, cooperate with the legislative body. Yes, they have uh, things that they say, we're not going to give you this, uh, this is classic, uh, classified, this is executive uh, uh, privilege for the president, we're not going to give you that. But generally speaking... All president before Donald Trump cooperated with the legislative body. Except now. If your concern is the United States of America, that should give you pause. But that's not what we're here to talk about. Just give that to you as an idea as to what the country is currently going through. People with logic cannot be easily manipulated. People with common sense cannot be easily manipulated. Because when you tell them something, they put it through the prism of logic and they see that what you're saying makes no sense. For as long as we've been doing this program, we've been saying 
repeated that Republican constituents are gullible, they are naive, they are ignorant. And we get a lot of pushback for that because nobody likes to be called ignorant, to be called naive. Well, some even uh, went as far as telling me, I have a master's degree, some have a PhD. In fact, this situation is so grave that I even came up with an expression for those who try to defend themselves by saying, I went to college, is ignorant with a college degree. Now, I don't say that for the sake of saying it. In fact, if you've been watching this program, by now you should have plenty of proof that this is not just a statement, this is a statement of facts. And that's the reason we where we are today, because Republican constituent can easily be manipulated by the legislators. They are easily manipulated. The legislators know that. And it's not just the legislator. Any Republican leader, whether it's in the uh, a commercial side, a religious side, political side, they know they can easily manipulate their followers, their audience. And they've been doing that for decades. So that's not something that just happened uh, with Donald Trump. Donald Trump happened to be way better at, uh, at that game. You may remember during the Mueller investigation, Donald Trump, it's a witch hunt, it's a hoax, it's a witch hunt, it's a hoax. Now, in every society, there are bad elements. So we expect that there will be, that there will be a group of people who cannot know any better, who are indeed very naive and very gullible, that would fall for those kind of things. But what I did not expect is to see the majority of the people in the political party actually fall into that category. Remember yesterday I mentioned there are two group, two categories of people in the world. Those who seek the truth, who seek wisdom, and those who choose to stay and live in ignorance. Yes, there are people, unfortunately, who made up their mind. They don't care what the truth is. They don't care what the facts are. They just gonna stay the way they are. And we've been seeing that across the board in the Republican Party for quite some time now. But during the past two plus years, it has exacerbated. Yesterday, an interview with Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham said, I don't care what the facts are. I just don't care. Now, Lindsey Graham knows that he's lying to, to the audience. Lindsey Graham knows that he's lying to his constituent. But the sad part is the constituent believe him. That's the problem that put the country in the predicament it is today. It's because the leaders, the Republican leaders, can easily manipulate the, the constituent. That's why they exploit that witness. I, I'm not a psychologist. I cannot understand that, how people can be easy, so easily manipulated 
especially when you consider that the facts are right in front of you and yet you can listen to an individual that tells you now this is not so and you go along with it you repeat it you use it that part i must say that i'm baffled is lindsey graham in 1998 making a case for the impeachment of bill clinton so the point i'm trying to make is you don't even have to be convicted of a crime to lose your job in this constitutional republic that if this body determines that your conduct as a public official is clearly out of bounds in your role because impeachment is not about punishment impeachment is about cleansing the office and impeachment is about restoring honor and integrity to the office at that time lindsey graham was a congressman and he was pitching for the impeachment of bill clinton who had an affair with an intern he's lindsey graham now if you're looking for a circumstance where the president of the united states was threatening the ukraine with cutting off aid unless they investigated his political opponent you would be very disappointed that does not exist to show me something that 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 is a crime if you could show me that you know trump actually was engaging in a quid pro quo outside the phone call that would be very disturbing president ukraine said no I was never told, if I don't do this, I don't get the military aid. So until you can show me that something else, I'm, I'm just right where we're going to use your lines. Mueller meant something today. I'm not impressed with this whole line of impeachment. I've looked at the phone call. I find nothing wrong here. I'm not going to entertain impeaching the president over this matter. Period. Done. But you said in the past that if there is a quid pro quo, and show me where there is. You've got some guy who's doing something. At the end of the day, this doesn't get it for me. You've got. There it is. Uh, Lindsey Graham went on national TV and said, I don't see any problem. That's before the line of people involved in the process start coming out one by one and say yes it happened text messages that show you clearly there is no ambiguity that every single individual currently we have 13 individual on record that describe the president of the united states involved in uh, exerting uh, pressure on the president of Ukraine to begin an investigation into the Biden. So Lindsey Graham is well aware that all that is happening. Those people, they career diplomats. They're not involved in politics. They just there to do the job and all of them, they happen to be uh, uh, servicing the uh, aspect, this part of the world for the United States of America. They all saying the exact same thing. 13 of them saying that yes, there was quid pro quo. 
and Lindsey Graham hurt them as unless Lindsey Graham is able to say all those people are lying. But he couldn't because all those people bring proof that the president of the United States is involved in bribery. Now I say all that for a reason because if you are a logical individual by now you should have come to the conclusion that something is definitely wrong with the current occupant in the Oval Office. The first two years Robert Mueller looked into the fact that Russia interfered with the 20 in the 2016 presidential election and everything pointed to the fact that Donald Trump team was involved now you may be a partisan actually not even a partisan a fan fanatic and try to defend the president but we have a lot of other example of the president hiding what he's doing including having secret meeting with Vladimir Putin without anyone being in the room and you have to ask yourself the question that never happened before no president of the United States ever done that now you may be fine with it because the country is not your concern because you prefer to protect an individual over the interests of the country then you may feel that way but a logical individual, a patriot, would see there is a problem with that. And the irony of the whole thing, Donald Trump, chief of staff, said on national TV, not behind closed door, not someone saying that he said, he said with his own mouth at a press conference that yes, there was quid pro quo. So Lindsey Graham knows that he's deceiving the constituent. Lindsey Graham knows that he's deceiving the American people. That's the part that baffled me because the president is supposed to held to a high standard because that's what Lindsey Graham was trying to say when he was trying to pitch for the impeach uh, for the impeachment of Bill Clinton that the office of the presidency is supposed to be respected. Now he is the president of the United States in the Oval Office with a phone in his hand and pressuring the president of another country to do corruption. That's not hearsay that's facts those people they all were involved in helping that process one way or the other they all 13 of them there are others john bolton wouldn't talk mike pompeo wouldn't talk refused uh people involved in his department to talk so we have 13 people on record but i can tell you we can have dozens and dozens of people that can tell you exactly the same story that the president of the United States was involved in corruption trying to exert pressure on the president 
of Ukraine to do something that's not beneficial to the United States of America, but just beneficial to himself. But here is Mick Mulvaney, the chief of staff of the president of the United States, saying and confirming for the rest of us that yes, the president of the United States did get involved in quid pro quo. Did he also mention to me in the past the corruption related to the DNC server? Absolutely. No, no question about that. that. Uh, but that's, that's it. That's, that's why, why we held up the money. money. Now, now, there was a report. The demand for an investigation into the Democrats was part of the reason that he it was on to withhold the, the look back to what happened in 2016 certainly was part of the thing he was worried about in corruption with that nation. And that is absolutely appropriate. Yeah, yeah. Just describe as a quid pro quo. It is funding will not flow unless the investigation into the Democrats server happens as well. We do we do that all the time with foreign Now, the chief of staff, in case you don't know the importance of the chief of staff, because of in the Trump administration that there's been so much uh, over uh, so many layoffs and hiring, then it may not sound important to you. The chief of staff is the second most important individual in the nation. Yes, second to the president, not even the vice president. The chief of staff, because the chief of staff knows everything that's going on with the president. The chief of staff is the one that advising the president, taking the last piece of whatever the whatever ought to happen. No matter how many advisors come to the president and, and advise the president, in a normal world, in a normal presidency, the chief of staff is the person who would have the president back and uh, this is the person the president would listen to to have the last word that's it gentlemen who just explained to the world that yes there was quid pro quo and then you listen to Lindsey Graham telling you I don't care the Republican constituents are easily manipulated and that's bad for the United States of America. Because when you have people who can easily be exploited and they don't even they don't even want to acknowledge that's the case. It's like the drowning man who believe that he is a professional swimmer. How do you save people like this? How do you save people who couldn't care less about the country. How do you save people who couldn't care less, less about the Constitution? How do you save a group who couldn't care less about the rule of law? Because all that they are concerned about is an individual. How do you save people like this? Now the word quid pro quo you've been hearing is a fancy word. 
and nobody understands what it means. Of course, you get a sense, but it's a fancy word. Word. The word quid pro quo, especially in in certain instances, it's would be synonymous to bribery, extortion. I explained the other day uh, quid pro quo and bribery. The, there is a slight difference between those two. What Donald Trump did to the president of Ukraine is not quid pro quo, it's bribery, extortion. And let me explain to you, give you examples so that it can be clear. Now, just before I forget, uh, I believe uh, that next week we're going to have uh, an impeachment, uh, the impeachment, the public impeachment hearing will start next week. And we're going to have on Wednesday uh, those two gentlemen, Bill Taylor and George Kent. And on Friday, we're going to have uh, ambassador from ambassador Mari Jovanovich. Now, those people are extremely important people that uh, will give uh, their take as to what uh, transpired between uh, Donald Trump and Zelensky. And the reason that they their testimony are so important is because they were right in the thick of the whole thing. Uh, former Ambassador Mari Jovanovic uh, suffered uh, uh, the loss of her job in the hand of someone who doesn't even work for the government, Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani, someone who is the president personal attorney, had so much influence that he was able to force a former ambassador who had served the United States for 30 years to lose her job. So on Wednesday, we're going to hear from Bill Taylor. And on Friday, we're going to hear from Mary Jovanovic. And this is extremely important for you as a citizen of the country. And if you are a patriot, to hear firsthand the account those people will be giving about the type of behavior the president of the United States had vis-a-vis -a, -vis a foreign government. Now, if anyone had common sense, anyone had some sort of logic in your mind, by now you should have asked the question. Just like we heard the expression there is there was no collusion now they asking what quid pro quo there is no collusion under the Mueller investigation now there is no quid pro quo now you have to ask yourself the question under the Mueller during the Mueller investigation you may recall that Donald Trump did everything in his power as President of the United States 
to prevent witnesses from testifying, to provide document to the special counsel, to delegitimize the investigation, to try to derail it, and to try to smear Robert Mueller. Remember that? And that's the same thing that's being done with the impeachment hearing in the House. They try to smear everyone who comes forward and say, here is what happened. But the same approach that Donald Trump took during the Mueller investigation, they're still using that. They're not cooperating with the legislative body. I heard someone uh, uh, from the Republicans party saying that Donald Trump is trying to get <laughs> to get cor corruption out of the government. I, I thought that was if that individual were to be a comedian, that would be the funniest line that anyone ever heard. Donald Trump is trying to read government of corruption. You think? So next week you're going to have a chance to hear firsthand uh, the individuals who were in the thick of the whole scandal explaining to you firsthand what the President of the United States did. If you are a patriot, would you not want the structure of government set by in the Constitution to be respected? Would you not ask yourself the question, why does Donald Trump refuse to provide all the documents, refuse to cooperate with the legislative body. Now for those who are fanatics, I already heard all the argument that they have. And uh, the irony of things is their argument makes no 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 sense whatsoever they tell you it's politics <laughs> sometimes it's 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 difficult to have a conversation with individuals who do not have any any common sense because by the way common sense is not that common i heard everybody saying of course i have common sense 
in fact throughout history even all the way to before Christ we found wise men saying something paraphrasing here but that's the gist of it that common sense is so rare see the contradiction common sense common sense is rare so when people everybody's saying i have common sense i have common sense that's not necessarily true because people have to say that but common sense is rare in fact in modern times someone uh put it really in a very funny way say common sense is so rare it should be considered superpower But logic should guide people to, to be able to make sense of, of things around you. Impeachment is politics. Anything that happened in the government is politics. There is, no, there is no if and but about it. So the idea of using that as a defense is pretty stupid. Everything that happened in our government, of course, we focus in Washington, is politics. One. And second, just because it's politics doesn't give anyone the, 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 the right not to follow the Constitution. Unless you judge the Constitution is no longer important, that's a different story. But the Constitution requires that the executive body, the executive branch rather, cooperate with the legislative body when that body conducts oversight. When that body conducts investigation. It doesn't matter how you feel about it. That's besides the point. If you care about the Constitution, if you care about the country, if you are a patriot, it does not matter what you feel. You should always stand. You should always defend the Constitution, not a political party. And I already mentioned before here in this venue that if you don't have any problem, why should it bother you? If someone is investigating you and you feel that there is nothing to find, then you cooperate to the fullest with that person so that they can find there is nothing to find. So if you have a shred of, of common sense, that should be pretty simple pretty obvious if I were to be accused of something I cooperate fully as much as possible so that I can have my name cleared not 
put stumbling block after stumbling block, prevent to uh, uh, refuse to cooperate, and expect that everybody should believe that I'm innocent. That doesn't make any logical sense. Not in the real world. Now, I understand in the Republican world, that makes perfect sense. But in the real world, it doesn't work that way. You prevent to, you refuse to provide documents. You refuse for people to testify. You putting stumbling block after stumbling block, but you want everyone to know, oh, I'm innocent. I didn't do anything wrong. Now, Republicans obviously will buy it because, as I mentioned, they're naive, they're gullible. Everything that their elected official tell them, oh, this is Bible truth. But people with logic, people with common sense, don't have to, to get engaged in, in a lot of analysis to see that eh, this is not this is not so. First, you cannot claim to be a patriot if you have problem with the executive, if you have problem with the legislative body exercising oversight on the executive branch. If you have that problem, you already know that you are not for the Constitution because this is in the Constitution. There is no argument, there is no rationale that you can bring forth to defend that. The Constitution of the United States gives the legislative body power to exercise oversight on the executive branch. That's period. There is no argument there. So what the Democrats are doing, they within the constitutional right to do so. That doesn't mean you should like it. That doesn't mean it's pleasant, but it is the Constitution of the United States. Are you for the Constitution or are you not? There is no, not many ways of answering that. You may already forget very quickly, I suppose, during the Obama tenure, Republican did exactly that. There are a lot of, a bunch of investigation being done. One of the major one was Fast and Furious. You may recall that. Uh, the attorney uh, was held in contempt. You may recall that. Oh, I guess not. It's so, it's gone. Then you don't recall that's the way the process worked. But that's the way the process works. The legislative body exercise oversight on the executive branch. That's how it works. That's how the Constitution structures it. That doesn't mean you're going to like it. But that's the Constitution of the United States. It's either you agree with the Constitution or you want to shred the Constitution. But you cannot bring argument to defend Donald Trump not cooperating with the legislative body as if it's okay. It's not okay. 
This is the legislative body job. A major part of the job is to exercise oversight on the executive branch. Do you know, since the Democrats have taken over the House, Donald Trump has not cooperated, not once, with the legislative body? Now, granted, during the Republican two years, the first two years, the Republicans weren't doing any kind of oversight, so that's besides the point. So the problem we have in this country is the fact that the constituents, they align with political parties, but as far as the interests of the country, they couldn't care less. Look at how Republican legislature at that line up behind Donald Trump, then be the Constitution. Mitch McConnell come and tell you and say publicly, we're not going to remove the president. So which means it doesn't matter what he did. It's so funny, the other day I heard a Republican argument saying that Democrats are trying to remove a legitimately elected president. That's what impeachment does. That's what impeachment is for. When the president misbehaves, when the president commits a crime, the job is to remove the president. That's what, why it is in the Constitution. I'm not sure I ever understand the rationale uh, the, the Republican bring forth to the conversation. And by the way, that's the exact same thing that the Republicans were doing to Bill Clinton. I don't think anybody say anything like that. Because that's a job. And Bill Clinton was not legitimately elected? I guess maybe that's what that means. That's what impeachment is for. When a president misbehaves, and that's the only tool provided by the Constitution to keep a government working properly, to hold the president accountable. There is no other tool. When you hear that nobody is above the law, the only way to hold the president accountable is through the impeachment process. So if that doesn't happen, then you can remove the idea or oh, nobody is above the law thing. It no longer applies. Quid pro quo versus bribery. Is an example of a quid pro quo. An example that I gave before, but it's worth repeating it again. Forgive the redundancy in this uh, conversation, though. If I tell you, watch closely to see the difference. If I tell you, I'm going to give you this pen. It's you need the pen, by the way. It's not just, I use the pen as an example, but it's something 
it represents something that you have to have, you need it, it's important. Now I tell you, I'm gonna give you this pen and I would like you to do something for me in return. Maybe pick up my clothes from the dry cleaner or even in a couple of weeks, I want you to give me a phone. Now, if you're watching, following the conversation, that seems to be legitimate because I spell out what I need. I said, I'm going to give you this pen. And in return, uh, would you pick up my clothes from the dry cleaner? That's a quid pro quo. But two things to pay attention to in this example. One, the pen belonged to me. I didn't take somebody's pen. I didn't borrow somebody's pen. It's my pen. So I propose to give you that pen and I tell you in return, would you pick up my clothes from the dry cleaner or whatever else I ask for. Exchange for a phone, or something else whatever that is now you agree to it meaning you agree to the quid pro quo so I give you the pen and in this particular case I give you the pen now I may not you may not stop by to get my clothes from the dry cleaner you may not give what I asked for But it was a quid pro quo, which you agreed to. We both agreed that's, that's how it's going to go. I give you the pen, but I give you the pen. So you walk away from the conversation with the pen in your hand. Something you really needed, you really want, and you get it. Now, you most, li more, most likely you will honor uh, the part of the agreement. You will stop by the dry cleaner and pick up my clothes. Or you will give me what I ask for. Or you may even give me a substitute. Well, in the case of this, if there is that. Because to pick up my clothes from the dry cleaner, there is really no substitute. Although I can see a, an example where you didn't pick up my clothes from the dry cleaner, but you were at the store, you bought me something, whatever, a shirt, a pair of pants, say, ah, I knew I wasn't going to be able to stop by the dry cleaner. I hope this, you can use it until such time. Not that you had to buy clothes, not that you had to do anything, because it was a quid pro quo. It was an agreement that you, you choose to honor at some point. You may have not been able to pick it up on Tuesday, and you say, I'll pick it up this weekend for you. That's a quid pro quo. And in this case, both parties seem to go along with it. Bribery or extortion, on the other hand, is, I'm going to use the pen again as an example. You need the pen. You have to have the pen because it's important. 
and I tell you that you're not gonna get this pen until you pick up my clothes from the dry cleaner. Same example, but there is a twist. Remember in the first example, I give you the pen, you walk away with it, you may or may not have picked up my clothes from the dry cleaner. In example two, I know you need the pen, I know you have to have the pen, and I said, until, unless you pick up my clothes from the dry cleaner, I'm not gonna give you that pen. That's bribery, that's extortion. And that is not legal. And that's what the president of the United States did to the president of Ukraine. All those people say exactly the same thing, what I just explained to you. The president of Ukraine ought to stand publicly and say that he's gonna open an investigation into the Biden in order to get the aid from the United States that Congress already allocated and appropriated. That's called extortion. See the difference? Quid pro quo is a fancy word. When uh, those people keep using the word quid pro quo, it, it sounds so fancy, you don't even think there is a problem with quid pro quo. I like a quid pro quo. Doesn't sound bad. Bribery? Extortion? You know exactly what that is. So your Republican legislators and, well, the media, everybody keeps saying the same thing. Quid pro quo, quid pro quo. So they make it sound like as if it was a good thing. Oh, the president is involved in quid pro quo. That sounds so nice. Shouldn't everybody be doing quid pro quo? No, the president of the United States was trying to bribe, coerce the president of Ukraine to do something corrupted to get involved in corruption in order to get the money. If you don't get my clothes from the dry cleaner, I'm not going to give you that pen. And that was the condition the president of Ukraine had to meet in order to get the money. Unless and until you declare publicly that you are going to open an investigation into Biden, you're not going to get any money. And that's the person the Republican legislators are protecting. A crook, a criminal, a scoundrel, a scumbag. Not that they didn't know that. We knew that well ahead of time. May 30th, 2016, 
yes, the 2016, you know, the same 2016 election, presidential election, yeah, that time. On May 30th, 2016, I published an article entitled, actually it was a two-part article, entitled, A Case Against Donald Trump for President. In hindsight, you would think I was a... I'm a prophet. Oh my God, I can see the future. In that publication, I said that, and I strongly encourage you to visit the peoplebranch.org and you can search for a case against Donald Trump for president. And uh, while you're at it, uh, don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel. That's where all my past presentations are located. Uh, a case against Donald Trump for president. I'm going to read for you a, a passage or an excerpt from the article. The country is at a crossroad where party affiliation cannot be the deciding factor. You don't need to be a Democrat. You don't have to like Hillary, but for the sake of your children and your grandchildren, for the sake of the country, I urge you not to gamble the future. There are damages, tragedies, devastation one can never recover from. The Donald Trump prospect as the next president of the United States is one such instance. To run the country is not an act. It cannot be scripted. No logical individual can justify handing the fate of the nation, of the world even, in the hands of Donald Trump. is not worth the sacrifice of our nation. I strongly encourage you to visit the peoplebranch.org and search for that article and read it through. It was May 30th, 2016. That was before the November election. I remember Marco Rubio made a statement when he provided his support for Donald Trump that the country cannot afford a president being embroiled in investigation. So that's why he didn't think Hillary Clinton was fit to be president. There, was not a, there has not been a single day of the Trump administration that he has not been involved in an investigation. I don't hear anything Marco Rubio says to that effect. In fact, he comes to Trump defense every single time. 
The Republican legislators, they're well aware of the fact that they're deceiving the constituent. they manipulating the constituent because it benefits them. They don't care what happened to the United States. Now, they may tell you they do because it's easy to say whatever comes to your mind. And in fact, I've seen in... I mentioned it before here in this program. John Kennedy, the guy from Louisiana, I mentioned it before that John Kennedy can make Jesus Christ worse than the devil. And if nobody's buying it, he can make the devil look like a victim of Jesus. Because he's able to, to spin and manipulate things to a point that sometimes it's a chill to my bone to see the kind of rationale that those people can bring forth and yet they have people who actually believe them and they know that because they can easily manipulate the constituent how do you save an individual who is drowning but believe is a professional swimmer how do you do that it's 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 impossible for me to to see which angle do I take, which topic, which strategy, which approach to help the Republican constituent realize that their legislators are manipulating them because their legislators believe they're too stupid to understand. Are they? Now, I heard a lot of people in the media try to dance around the issue saying that the Republican uh, constituent are not stupid. I'm not sure that I can make the same statement because I've been waiting to hear to see the Republican constituent show to their legislators that they're not stupid. Again, as I mentioned, I expect that there would be groups of people, bad element, people who don't know any better, people who are naive, people who are gullible, who would buy those kind of things? But I do not. I did not expect to see that the majority of the people in the Republican Party are that naive. They buy those arguments, and to them, it's like it's a damn Democrats. It, it is impossible for me to figure out how best to help because how do you help someone who who has categorically refused to accept facts for facts? How do you help that individual?
May 23rd, 2017, I published an article entitled Donald Trump impeachment is inevitable. May 23rd, 2017. Yes, that's two plus years ago. Donald Trump impeachment is inevitable. Now, of course, when I wrote that article, people from both political parties thought I was not. Just to put it in perspective for you, Robert Mueller was just appointed special counsel the week prior. That's May 17, 2017. Robert Mueller was appointed special counsel to investigate the interference of Russia in the 2016 presidential election. Just six days later that I published that article. That was a three-part article. That was the first part. Donald Trump impeachment is inevitable. It's just a way for me to tell you that my assessment of Donald Trump behavior did not depend on the Mueller's investigation. That's what I'm trying to say. Because the investigation had not even started. Will, and this is one paragraph in the article, will Donald Trump be impeached? That was the question that I asked. And the answer is, the short answer is yes. President Donald Trump will be impeached. I cannot provide a time frame. That's in the article. I cannot provide a time frame. Sorry to disappoint you. But the Trump administration engaged in cover-up engaging in derailing, putting roadblock into whatever investigation would make it, make it impossible for me to provide a time frame. But what's certain is that the impeachment of Donald Trump is inevitable. And I completed the paragraph by saying this is not a wish. This is not an opinion based on partisan politics. I was able to analyze Donald Trump behavior dated since his private since he was a private citizen and I came to the conclusion that there is no way in the world that Donald Trump will be president of the United States and and not get and not engage in wrongdoing And the reason that I could come to that conclusion is because I mentioned this before here that Donald Trump in his private life never done anything legal or legitimate. Yes, you heard correctly. That's not a mistake. That's not a misstatement. Never once did anything legal or legitimate. So I was fairly certain that he did not become all of a sudden a, an honest man. So it was conclusive to me anyway that yes, as a president, as someone who has all the resources at his disposal, he will engage in wrongdoing. 
it would just be a matter of time before that catches up with him. You could say I had a crystal ball. Why is that important? Republican legislators, for many decades now, they have gradually worked to undermine every aspect of our democracy. And that's not anything that should surprise us because George Washington himself did warn us against those who pretend to be patriot. We're going to have that. We have quite a few of that. Today, I not certain there is an individual in the Republican Party who can stand and say, I am a patriot. Because they're all doing one thing and one thing only. Help Trump undermine the Constitution. That's not what patriots do. But what makes the matter even worse is the fact that those constituents because of their naiveness, because of their ignorance, they go along with it, they like it, they support it, and as far as they're concerned, this is fantastic that their legislators ignore the Constitution, trample the rule of law, But they never stop and ask the most important question. What if that becomes the norm for the country? Would that be acceptable? I hope this was of some use to you. If not, you already know what to do. Send us your comments, your criticism, your suggestion. Let us know how to do it better because, well, we're not going anywhere. So you might as well help make this better. In the meantime, should you have a particular topic you would like us to talk about, send it to us. We will research it, we will debate it right here on the 4th French program. I hope you can join me again tomorrow for another interesting episode of America in Crisis. Good day. That was an update through the prism of common sense. Join us again tomorrow at 10.30 a.m. for a full presentation. I am the host of the fourth range program, The Place for Common Sense. Send us comments. Criticism, suggestion, or suddenly let us know how we do it. Thank you for watching. Have a wonderful afternoon. See you next time.